2: Off the bye week, heading into Turkey Thanksgiving week, aka Rivals, rivalry week, versus the Falcons. Thank you for tuning in to Off the Edge with me, your host Cam Jordan. I'm super excited. We're not only going to talk about the Falcons, uh, the Falcons, the you know the trash cans. I mean the Falcons, right? It's Saints rivalry week. It's New Orleans versus uh, Atlanta. You know, Louisiana versus Georgia. It is what it is. It, I love this week. I, I didn't know about this rivalry until you got here. And it, it's such a great rivalry. The city feels it. Every person you talk to. Like today, I was out there giving out turkeys, uh, giving out turkeys to, you know, the community. And people stopping and they're saying, thanks for turkeys. But I was also like, hey, it's Dirty Bird Week. You know what we need? We need a fried falcon. And I said, yeah, we're we, we going to work on, on pushing that one out there. But beyond that, you know, we're going to talk about Hits like Kareem Jackson and this this double suspension in one season? The, the, the latest suspension coming up from, from a hit on a quarterback? I'm not saying the quarterbacks are getting softer or the league is getting softer, but rules need to be changed. You know, fine, I'm sure, but come on, suspend them, a mm, little tough. And of course, we're going to talk about, you know, who we're bringing up next. On this episode, I got my dog, you know, former former player uh, drafted to the, the Chargers when they were back in San Diego came to the new orleans saints and then beyond that just a a, a phenomenal god-fearing christian man my dog my ooze man tight tail so tune in tap in, off the edge with me cam jordan so let's obviously get to what i want to talk about right it's thanksgiving week no i'm just kidding uh let's talk about it's rivalry week versus the falcons saints versus falcons rivalry i'm not sure what the score is for for you know the historical purposes as far as I know, I think I am this is thirteen years in this will be the twenty fifth time I play the Falcons. I believe I'm sixteen and eight. against the Falcons. I don't know if you know that that's two to one that means i'm sixty six percent chance of winning. I like them odds. I love them odds for the Saints. They've got Desmond Ritter, uh you know Drake. Kyle, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, uh, you know, they just drafted another top 10 guy, another, what, you know, a, a kid out of Arizona. So I hate to have to do it to him because we are from Arizona, but I'm going to have to try and lock him all the way down. B. John Robinson, dude is, uh, dude is showing some talent as a rookie coming out of University of Texas. It's a whole nother thing. But this rivalry, whew. I say I'm giving out, I'm giving out turkeys. You know, this week I had a, a, a God is Love Foundation, me partnering up with Giving Hope NOLA, this wonderful uh, Giving Hope NOLA closet. They give out to the community down in New Orleans East. Uh, uh, so I'm out here giving out hundreds of turkeys, right? And each car i will come to, who that? We love you. Saints Nation's the best nation. Kim, you've been here so long. Thank you. You know, whatever it is. You know what I need. Oh, you need a turkey? Let me get you some fixes. Let me get you. No. Hey, beyond the turkey, thank you for the turkey. I need a fried falcon. I need a dirty burg leg. I need, I need to go ahead. Matt Ryan need to go down. Baby, baby girl, Matt Ryan don't, don't play for the, for the falcons no more. I need that quarterback to go down. Who's that quarterback? Taylor Heineke? No, ma'am. I believe it's Desmond Ritter. Yeah. Riddler, Riddler, Riddler needs to go down. Okay. All right. We, we, we're going to have to, you know, be on our, our P's and Q's. dot our I's, cross our T's to get this job done. Cause what we have been doing is letting quarterbacks escape on us for some reason. And that's on the D line. So that starts right here with me. You know, what we have to do is lock them down. Cause this rivalry means more than just, you know, more than just a game. The, this, this is the epitome of black and gold versus black and red. This is the epitome of the cities don't really mess with each other because of this game, you know, like, Guys go out their way to hate on Atlanta. Atlanta goes out their way to hate on New Orleans Saints. You know, I might as well call them Diet Saints at this point. <laughs> they've got half our D line from last from previous years. Uh, they've got David Onyemata. They've got you know Albert Huggins. Uh, they had Jalen Dalton at one point. You know, they took a linebacker, Cade Kay, Nellis. Uh, they, they got the previous D line coach is now the DC over there. Sounds like the Falcons bought into the Saints way, honestly. But I mean, can you? I mean, there's just so many points. There's been times where I've flown into the Atlanta airport and be like, oh, you're a good player, but we don't like you. And I'm like, dang, all I do is step off the plane. I'm, I'm just having a connection. I'm not even staying here. Mm-hmm. Cam, huh? Well, Matt Ryan gone, what you going to do now? I don't know. Why are you upset that your guy retired? Sure, me and him, you know, have such a special connection where I've sacked him more times than any one defender has sacked a quarterback before with the, with the staggering number of 23 times. That's not on me, you know? That's on you, your guys for not protecting them. <laughs> but I just think that when it comes down to it, you know, even previous years where we've had a bad year, there's been times where we washed Atlanta and the city is still good. Like, you walk into a place and they're like, hey, we, we'll get them next year. But just know, we liked them two times. We beat Atlanta. You know, I can remember two years ago, uh, Matt Ryan's last game we played against him. End of the season, we beat we beat uh, Matt Ryan. Got a sack on him. I'm like, he's he's jogging off. I jog behind him, just like, hey man, you know, just talking to him. Always been a good guy. Appreciate him for all the sacks. You know, added to the career tally. But um, you know, just didn't realize that was going to be Matt Ryan's last game. But it was like. At the end of that, we needed that win the most. They always, it happened at the end of the season too, so it means that much more. I mean, honestly, I can't can't wait for this weekend. So let's move on, you know, and get to Kareem Jackson for his second suspension of the season about the hit, off the hit that he put on Josh Dobbs of the Minnesota Vikings. It it gets frustrating at times when you see a guy like Kareem Jackson get suspended for the second time in one season Find him. Okay. The flag was not, the flag was not thrown. It did not impede on what the, what the Broncos defense was trying to do to the Minnesota Vikings offense. And at that point, Josh Dobbs had declared sort of as a running back. And in that, there was a whole bunch of bodies around. So Kareem comes flying in being a a relentless pursuit defender. And sure, his head placement might not have been in the right place, whatever that is. So find him and move on. Tell him hey, keep your head up or else we're going to keep on taking your money. But to suspend him, a really good player for the defense of the Denver Broncos, come on, man. That's impidi- impending on the game. And we're just trying to have a good game. We're just trying to be the best players that we can be. You know, we, we're, we're, we take that out of it. And now you're telling coaches, like, you know, coaches telling defenders, hey, you know, the vice tackles or keep your head out of it or whatever this is. Coaches are like, hey, how do I coach this? Where it used to be, you know, like, let's just focus on as an offensive player, you'd be like, hey. You know, and maybe in high school, college, whatever it was, maybe you focus on how office players should receive those hits. You know, Tom Brady started talking about, um, you know, not not placing a ball in the middle from, you know, having guys like Ray Lewis, uh, Ronnie Lotts. you know, all these these Hall of Fame players, because you're like, yo, if you throw this ball in the middle, you place it in the middle, your really good players going to go really fast
3: asleep. I think I look at a lot of players like Ray Lewis and Rodney Harrison and Ronnie Lott and guys that impacted the game in in a certain way. And every hit they would have made would have been a penalty. Mm. Your coach is complaining about their own player being tackled and not necessarily why don't they talk to their player about how to protect himself. We used to work on the fundamentals of those things all the time. Now they're trying to be regulated all the time. Offensive players need to protect themselves. It's not up to the defensive player to protect offensive player. A defensive player needs to protect himself. I didn't throw the ball to certain areas because I was afraid players were gonna get knocked out.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: That's the reality. I didn't throw it to the middle when I played Ray Lewis because you knock him out of the game and I couldn't afford to lose a good player.
2: Everybody's fighting for every yard. This is a game of inches, right? Fourth and one, third or whatever, game of inches. Do I have time to think about my body position where this running back is lowering his body to create contact? No, the lack of consistency causes confusion. You know, it's just, when you think about what this game is, I'm running as fast as I can. They're running as fast as as, the offense is running as fast as they can. They're trying to create big plays. I'm trying to create a turnover or force a turnover. I don't have time to be like, Oh, did I go across the bow? Did I keep my chin up while I was trying to place my chest within his chest? Also higher, lower than his chin. And my helmet did not slide up and tag him. I don't have time for that. I'm moving as fast as I can. We think about, 11 defenders running to the ball. Relentless pursuit. Relentless pursuit doesn't equal, hey, let me size up and make sure that the uh, the offensive player is okay. And I ask him as he's falling, are you going to be all right while I try to abdicate the ball from his (laughs) elbow? I don't have time for that. It's just ridiculous. I'm trying to hit this man and I'm I'm going in with ill intentions with a smile on my face. Like, to play defense, you have to be a little, like, you know, loose in the head. You've got to. Couple screws, just a little slightly unhinged. You have to embrace that, you know. And these flags happening, hurting the team because I'm trying to play my butt off. You have that. that, Come on, man! Like you stop making, stop making guys confused and or soft. And let the guys be guys. Let the warriors be warriors, and let it keep all rolling. We got to keep on doing this. I'm just saying, let us play ball. And when we come back from the break. My guy, Manti Teo, is going to join us on Off The Edge.
1: Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or.
0: Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
2: Super excited, bro, that you're, you're even tapping in. Uh, it's my dog, you know, my, my brother, my man. My man, that walked over to the house and left some food on, on while we was playing, you know, back in the Gap. Bro, when I tell you uh, I'm excited to have you on the podcast, bro, like stri- strictly because, you know, one, we were teammates, but two, because you're uh, you're an honest, positive force to be reckoned with, bro. And like I, you, I feel like you don't get enough flowers as it is. And you probably do. Like, I'm not sure. You know, you out in <laughs> Utah, you roll down your window and it's probably snowing outside. You know, I'm not meant for the snow. But ooh, yeah. I say Manti uh, Teo, you know, bro. Everything that you did in college over at Notre Dame was spectacular. You know, you played there. You were uh, should have been, in my mind, a Heisman Trophy winner. You had a Heisman push, you know what I'm saying, a runner-up, if you will. Uh, But the the things that you did in college were absolutely special, bro. You know, you look down and you were going to have accolades for days. You talk about the Maxwell Award. You know, you the Walter Camp Award, you talk about the Lot Award, the the Chuck. I, I can never get the the that linebacker ward generic ben, yeah, yeah. award, bro. Like what in college <laughs> there was no no award uh untouched that you didn't have, bro. My you're a unanimous all-american. Like I said, you you should in my mind, you should have been a Heisman trophy winner. But you know, it is just is what it is, bro. You get drafted in the second round to the San Diego Chargers. Does that feel weird that, you know, it's not San Diego no more? You, are you rep yeah.
3: L.A. Chargers? I, no, I always rep San Diego, you know? you know. You know how it is. Nice. I, you know, I, even, even when I was playing, you know, with New Orleans, I was still living in San Diego. I would send you my, the pictures of my tacos at Oscars, you know. And so you, you, you and the family were supposed to come out many a times, and then we oh, moved, and you refused to come out here in the cold snow. So uh, no, we're gonna a- have to link up in San Diego. No, no. I'm
2: gonna I'm, I'm, I'm get out there, bro. To uh, <laughs> are you out outside of City Park? Where are you at? Somewhere. So I'm
3: we're in, Le- we're, in Le- we're in Lehigh, right between Provo and Salt Lake. Okay. And um, yeah, we gotta take you on the slopes. I know you, you know you, you know you got el- 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 the elite level at- of athleticism. The <laughs> only lineman to know. The only lineman that I know leads the conditioning and the half gasser. So <laughs> you definitely could make it down the hills.
2: Ooh. I look, see, but I'm not. I'm not conditioned for snow, fam, bro. We we played that one game in Cleveland, and it changed my per- like. It, it solidified oh, yeah. my perspective on. Oh yeah. Nobody should play in cold games. But it yeah, also yeah. changed my life in terms of I was like I can't be in America anymore. I left, yeah. and we lived in Spain this off season because of that Cleveland game. I said I was like, babe, pack it up, take off. We're taking off four kids. Are you, you're see. homeschooling, and we're leaving. See. <laughs>
3: Just a little, a little cam, slight flex right there. I, I decided I'm going to go to Spain. Pack your stuff up. See, a lot of us can't make those type of decisions, bro. You know, you, so you
2: packed up and moved to Utah. you were like, mm, this breeze feels too good.
3: Yo, okay, I'm going no, to so Utah. this, okay. But my decision was it was because of living purposes. It was like I don't have the cam type of tax bracket, so. Oh. We got to get out of these high taxes and go to a lower tax, I didn't just say, hey, let's go to Spain. You know, nah, yeah, that, we're not there yet.
2: You didn't freeze <laughs> like I froze. It was negative 28. It was the coldest game in Saints history, the second coldest game for Cleveland. And I said, wait, the fact that it was the second coldest game for Cleveland, I should not be here.
3: Well, you, you remember when I went to college, oops, you know? Like, yeah. And the you know, negative temperatures you know
2: it's ridiculous. It gets, uh, yeah, yeah. But I, learned, I learned You chose that. You chose you like, ooh,
3: yeah. Notre yeah.
2: Uh Anyways, bro. So let's just let's just say, you know, was you you got drafted to the San Diego Chargers. We just moved past that. You know, get us to the Saints. You know, you come cal- you come mm-hmm. onto the team. What year was that 2017? Yep,
3: 2017. Yep. That was 2017. 2017
2: yep. Yep. to 2019, bro. You're you're on the Saints for a few years, bro. You come in and you bring automatic juice. Like mm-hmm. I've never seen, I've never seen somebody come in and mold so well with the team, you know, like mm-hmm. m- it was like you and just like coming off of a fresh team, whatever that was, you came onto the team and everybody just fully embraced you yeah. and, or you embraced us.
3: Yeah. And bro, it, what, it, it, what
2: was that? Like the first day, the first day that you came in there, I sat right next to you. I was like, all right, bro, give me, the, give me the real story.
3: Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, honestly, like how you said, I brought the juice, but honestly, the team brought the juice back to me, you know what I mean. So that was what was so beautiful about being in New Orleans. It was it was the locker room. Um, It was the personal relationships that I had with you, with Craig, with Alex, um, you know. And then Didi came in the next year. Right. Hey, Alex um, Anzalone just,
2: balling at Detroit right now. Bro, Marv Davis is that guy. Yeah. We, like, you know, Craig Robinson used to bring that juice. Bro, you and him. Yeah. Like, that was <laughs> <laughs> big Cup that thing. Get juice. yeah yeah yeah,
3: yeah, you know, and so it it went, it went both ways. you know, I'm forever grateful um to all my brothers over there at New Orleans um, for kind of helping me to resurrect my career because I played some I played the best ball that I played in New Orleans, um, and it had everything to do with you know my, the 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 path that I took personally. Um, to get back to where I needed to get to. But the people that I surrounded myself with, the people in that locker room that helped me to, you know, once once you sat next to me, we had that conversation. I remember I was sitting in my locker. We had that conversation. It was like, all right, man, it was like, oh. all right let's go play ball. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's that's where the first time that I, I felt that people saw me as a teammate, you know, and not just a news clipping, you know what I mean? And my play was able to raise from there. And man, I had I had the most fun, um, playing over there in New Orleans, and especially that we got go- we got to go back to California during the preseason, and we played. You know, we had a joint practice against the Chargers, and
2: and he was turned um, all the way up. <laughs> like, yeah, turned all the way, way up. up. <laughs> like, like you Dude, might well, you was, might as well like hit your hit your haka family and like I was like, all right, this clearly meant something to him. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah,
3: well, I think it was a, a, a it was a benefit because then we got out of that humidity, you know. Right. And I remember, man, Sean was trying to make. He was States. trying to make a point States. you know that that year, and I was just like I remember thinking to myself I was like, so the year that I signed here, you decide to bring the team back to New yeah. Orleans
2: We had just done like three off seasons in northern Virginia we with yeah. all those training camps were northern Virginia where it was like sixty five and sunny seventy and sunny, and we had like three years of back to back back to back to back losing seasons of seven and nine yeah. seven and nine, seven and nine and he was like, you know, the owner came down and was like, this is the way you guys want to play? Tom Benson came down and was like, this is the way you got. You'll never go back to, to Virginia again. And Sean Payton was yeah. like, you heard what he said. Now let's double down. <laughs> man. And I was like, Jesus. That, no, that training that camp, you came worst. in, bro. He came in and, like, we went days of straight <sighs> hitting. You know, we had to run off the practice field because we were running out of time at, at practice mm-hmm. for that training camp. So by the time mm-hmm. we hit Cali, bro, for that joint practice, everybody was like, oh, this it? Oh this is all you guys do? This you you only have 30 plays? Come oh, on.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I remember. I remember who was it. Uh He came off the edge and just thumped the running back and I remember thinking like Marcus man, Davenport. I know it was Marcus. Remember? And there was like a whole little ruckus that broke out, but I remember oh, they were hey, they were like,
2: upset. Like Marcus Davenport we were, comes off, kills this running back and Chargers yeah. are like, this is not how we practice.
3: And like, no this is how we practice, yeah. though. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> but it was that, it helped it, it, us to have that level of confidence that because of what we went through, like, you stand no chance. You know what I mean? And that's what I felt. It, like, it helped us to get into that mentality of, man, like, there's no way that you guys went through what we went through. Like, having 30, 40-plus people. I remember after practice, like, 40 of us in there with IVs just... It looked like a scene everybody from a movie. Up.
2: And I just yeah. walked by I walk by everybody like I'm I'm you know, I don't cramp up, bro. So I just walk by everybody, I'm like, weakness. Yeah. Like, you no, know, I was like, look at it, you guys, it, you and your yeah. IVs. Bro, you you're like you're you're taking two bags. My guy, what was that? What was his name? Devro, whatever De- Devro's got like three bags in. Yeah. Um, yeah. bro, there's there's guys hurting everywhere. I'm just like, weakness. Mm-mm.
3: Can't yeah. do it. it. It went from no, it went from a fashion statement, you know, like everybody coming in with visors on by day two. Devices were off, So like, sleeves everywhere. You were just no. trying to survive, you know. You took out two pairs of cleats, three pairs of socks. Like Facts. at the at the second like special teams period, everybody was switching out their socks, switching out their cleats, like switching out gloves. You know, it was and just you one gotta of those switch things. out those cleats,
2: bro. Like a training a training camp in New Orleans when it's uh it's like ninety eight degrees on hundred percent humidity. You're practicing for two and a half hours, bro. An hour in, your shoes like you're stepping, and it feels like you got a puddle in your shoes. You bring two or three pairs of cleats to practice, just so like conditioning wise, you're not moving underwater. But bro, that's crazy, bro. I really want to start off with first of all, congratulations on you know all all your success, bro. Starting with Notre Dame, of course, Polynesian Hall of Fame. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like even even your high school isn't DeForest Buckner from your high school too. Out yeah. in Hawaii, like, you know, yeah, I can't, I'm not even town. going to attempt to say your high school prep school. Punahou? Punahou. Punahou.
3: Punahou. 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 Oh, I was close. There you go. You got it. Yeah, I was yeah. in there. Ooh. I was in there,
2: bro. But like, um, I just want to like, how does it feel, bro, to to know that you become an all-time great at, at Notre Dame, bro? Like, everything that you did, bro, you know, you throw the stats out there and there's a reason why, you know, four years, 437 tackles, you know, ranked third all time in in in, the, in history there. Like, how does it feel to know you put such a phenomenal college career together to even have a chance to go to the league? Like, that's always been a dream of mine. So for you.
3: Well, I think it goes back to the saying, like, you always want to leave the place better than when you found it, you know. And for me to be able to do that in my way and the fashion that I did it, obviously, Notre Dame is is one of the most storied football programs in the country. And um, I just literally went in there to, you know, continue The dominance that my my father taught me since I was little um, to, you know, really stick to my routines and, you know, hopefully the result would be what I wanted it to be. I mean, the result was always um, success just based off of the work ethic. And so for me to do that and to have an impact on people off of the field um, was exactly what I would want my career to be like. Um, while I was at Notre Dame and it was a special place and it's it's nice now because we, we literally just got back from South Bend this past weekend I took my wife and my babies out there and you know what was what's nice is my wife didn't know the Notre Dame me you know she knew the the NFL me and you know unfortunately the NFL me didn't it, it didn't reach the heights of the Notre, the Notre Dame me and so when we go back to South Bend she gets to see like the plaques the the right. murals, the all of the trophies, and I, all of that. But there college,
2: was, there's, there's, I, Not many people reach that level of success. Not like there's, yeah. there's only a few cats. Like, you know, <laughs> Notre, a Notre two, Dame. You like, yeah. there's not too many of you. You heard what I said. It, it third, third in all time in tackles. Now, yeah, like, yeah,
3: rare air. Yeah, it was, it, it was, it was up there. It was like that. That was what through we college like to Town. refer to as a summit. You know what I mean? Like, right. When people, when people talk about reaching a summit, like in my life. For that time like that was the summit of college football you know what i was able to achieve and attain on a personal level um and on a team level you know to to make it to the national championship you know obviously we got whooped up on by by alabama you know and you know i had a, i had a, i had a i had a bad taste of alabama for a long time and then i met deuce deuce and and you know just to know mark yeah. and i'm like geez and then you know Tua went there and so it was one of those things. It was honestly to have my family experience it with me um, to people to know my name, my last name and to recognize my family in public like that's for, for a kid growing up in, in a small town in Hawaii. That was everything that I wanted it to be to have that type of impact.
2: I still don't understand this whole like I was I, I'm from Hawaii and then I lived in San Diego and then I moved to Utah. I'm like I'm a, I'm gonna talk about this forever. <laughs> like
3: <laughs> nothing
2: but nothing but breeze and views of ocean and like now you're like yeah mm, <laughs> snowing outside.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, when the milk goes from twenty dollars a gallon in Hawaii and you come over here and it's five dollars, you're like yeah, you know the. The temperature I could deal with, you know what I mean. I, <laughs> can, I can deal. I can. <laughs> my duckets is stretching a lot farther. Yeah, hey. yeah, yeah,
2: bro. So let's talk about the Polynesian Hall of Fame, bro. Because like now, mm-hmm. there's, there's, you're part of the living legends that's, that's in there now. Troy, Troy mm-hmm. Palamalu would probably be the first name that comes to my mind, and now the mm-hmm. second name is gonna be Manti Te'o.
3: Thanks,
0: Zeus.
2: Like thanks, you know, Bruce. like I'm just saying, yeah. like when you're, when you're, when you're in that same breath, Polynesian Hall of Fame. I like I said, I'm, I'm a joke, but like, well, the rock's in there too, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of football, yeah, Troy Polamalu, you, him, you know, yeah. you probably up next is probably Marcus Mariota, like, you know, yeah,
3: DeForest, yeah, Butler, I think, probably,
2: you know, it's, yeah. it's gonna be no, heavy company,
3: yeah. Defoe is definitely gonna be in there, Tua is definitely gonna be in there, Talanoa is definitely gonna be in there, you know, obviously, their, their careers are still going, um, but to be in the, the Polynesian Hall of Fame um it's a big deal because now life comes full circle you know like when i was a little kid um troy was my example of oh i could do it you know what i mean like right. to see troy play at play at usc and for him to be drafted to the steelers and watch his career you know go as it went and you know hall of famer you know pro football hall of fame um for me growing up as a little kid you know i would look up to those type of individuals you know I and mean? be like man if troy can do it i I can do it. You know, there's a way to do it because he's, he's kind of blazed that path for me. Now to be in that position and understanding that, you know, there's there's kids back at home, there's kids around um, the world that's looking up to me and say, hey, man, I did it. I could do it. And I think, you know, for, for life to come full circle that way um, just goes to show that all the hard work and the sacrifices that myself and my family, you know, put in, you know, it all paid off. And hopefully, you know, we'll be able to push the script with allowing younger the younger generations to say hey we can do what he did and more you know what i mean let's let's take it higher let's take it further um and then hopefully the gen the next g- generation comes around and pushes that even further and that's kind of what um that polynesian hall of fame means for me it's 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 a it's a celebration that all the hard work was 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 worth it um but at the same time it's just another flag up there to tell those kids that's behind me to say, Hey bro, like you could do the same thing. Now take it further. You know what I mean? Oh,
2: big legacy. Yeah.
3: <laughs> that's no, what you it's you about, know, dude. I'm built
2: on it, but it's
3: legacy, yeah. legacy, legacy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's what it's all about, you know? So, you know, we all can relate, you know, with that is like when we die, like obviously, the only thing that stays here is our names and the stories that people tell about us and, you know, their interactions with us. You know what I mean? And so I always wanted those interactions and those stories to be positive, you know, and to be like, man, my life's better because I met Time. My life's better because I met Cam. And I and, you know, you know how I feel about you. Ush. You know, you know that the, the the impact that you've had on me and my family. Um, And, you know, when a docu- documentary came out, like you was one of the first people that I text, you know, to say, hey, was like I wouldn't be where I'm at. If it wasn't for you personally, you know, and like taking all of us to the Jay-Z concert, like you have no idea. So like how much that concert changed my life, like where I was at that time and you invited me just being around the fellas. I was like, okay, cool. Like getting to know my teammates, but then the spiritual journey that, that, that concert had on me, because obviously Jay-Z was going through his stuff with Beyonce and you know, he had, a lot of people were like saying this about him. And I remember he started off the whole thing with his dialogue and the narrative. And he he went through the kill Jay-Z stuff. And I remember like, just thinking about it and listening to him and I'm like, man, those are some of the things that go on in my head. You know what I mean? And then when he ended it with saying, you can't heal what you don't reveal. Like, bro, that was just, it was mind blowing right. to me. And I'm like, bro, like, that's what I gotta do. And so from that moment on, it was like my, my whole life kind of took a 180 of, man i'm i'm looking about i'm looking at this thing the whole the, the wrong way you know what i mean right. and it had everything to do with that concert and then you look at how i played ball that year and look at you know and everybody would come to me was like man that's a notre dame man is playing i was like well in order for me to get here there there are events that needed to take place you right. know what i mean in order for me to get to this place, this 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 space mentally and emotionally and it that concert that you took me to had a, it was a big big part of that healing and so like again it was like i i never forget the people that was there for me and uh, you was obviously one of those one of those people and so that's why i had to I had to pay my respects to you and you was that you know like like i said one of the few people that i text
2: that's what i'm saying bro you you hit me and i i didn't even know the impact you know like I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. bro, like, you know, like, if, I, if I'm in, mm-hmm. if I'm in a suite in the D line in the suite, hey, you know, the defense is is, is always welcome. We even open it to the mm-hmm. office sometimes, you know, like, yeah. I'm all about that defense camar- camaraderie because I think that makes the team better when you know what your brothers are going through, you know, like, we mm-hmm. bleed together, why would I not, you know, why would I want not want to know more about you as a person, you know, so mm-hmm. it's, it's, yeah. always, it's always that idea of building family, but bro, just that how did you even navigate like bro like why did those words hit you so hard that when you when you when that documentary came out earlier this year like how did you navigate that emotional aspect of sort of having to relive through everything right
3: yeah yeah well the, you know it goes back to that saying that jay-z said you can't heal what you don't reveal you know and there's a lot of healing that occurs when you can verbalize things you know what i mean i didn't realize how Heavily, I was I was I was holding everything in and you, right. you can't heal it when the poison is inside of you. You know, you have to bring that poison out. And the amount of healing that I did all the way up to that point was enough for me to be comfortable in certain certain circles. You know, there there was a time where I wasn't comfortable in public, like I literally would just go to work do what I had to do, come home and just be a hermit. Like I didn't want to be around anybody. This I this did This
2: must've been Dago days. Cause like, the, Oost is lucid. I know in New Orleans, big people yeah. person, big heart person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
3: Like but, but, what you need, yeah. I'm here for you. Hey
2: Oost, yeah, exactly, i left you some though. food at your front door. I knocked on your door. Oh, you were the <laughs> I left You, some food. Like, you, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying?
3: Yeah. And that's, that's the, that's the evolution of it all. You know what I mean? Like that was who I am at my core. I'm a guy who I love people. I love, you know, having great experiences with my friends, um, creating memories with my friends, you know, that the hermit, that's not me, you know, right. but in order for me to get from the hermit to the guy who was just, you know, love was excitement was just enjoying the the process and being grateful for the day, like, there was a transition and and and, and a journey that that I had to go on. And a lot of it had to be done by myself. But there are key moments where I needed somebody to beat her with me, you know what I mean? And so like, you're one of those guys, Craig was one of those guys, Alex was one of those guys that I really leaned heavily on. And you said something that, that, that was so real. You said you, I want to know, I, I had all of these experiences. You would have all of these experiences with the team, the defense to, to know what they're going through. Right. I think what took it a step further was you don't even, you didn't even know the impact that you you were making. You didn't even know what your teammates are going through, but because you had them around, you were doing healing for them that you you didn't even know you were doing. You know what I mean? And that's the quality uh, of a great leader. You know what I mean? Just somebody that understands that what happens on the football field is just a result of all the things that we've done together at dinners. You know what I mean? All the things that we've done on the on the practice field, man, you guys would play, you you would play Smash Bros like for hours, bro. Like I remember, like, yo nigga gonna call and I'm your neighbor, so y'all, you gotta can't go. go home. I can't I can't go home
2: before you, bro. Hurry up!
3: I'm she playing Smash Bros with the boys, day. like
2: after practice. I need that. I need that.
3: Yeah, she gonna see my truck in the driveway. and She be like, Cam ain't home yet. Like some he. <laughs> No, Nick, he he still plays Smash Bros with Craig he's getting, and He's getting rehab. He's getting
2: rehab. He yeah, yeah, he gets Craig, he'll be
3: back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was it was it was a special transition. It was a special journey, and it was a journey that you know made me into who I am. Most to to really appreciate genuine relationships, appreciate um, good people and bro. Like again, our locker room was special, bro. You know, and that's exactly. what I always tell people. Like the locker room in New Orleans. Is what made the success of our team, you know, like how close we were. And so, and I, I always watch my boys, I always watch you guys on Sundays, and I'm like, they gotta have fun again. You know what I mean? Y'all gotta have fun, right. celebrate, you know what I mean? Just got, bring got that live. energy. Got gotta be good, got to, you know. And so we was like, we was like, I don't care what nobody says. We was the one who started that turnover. I oh, sure.
2: I think I think that's just that's, that's already known. Like the same yeah. started that. I don't know even started sure started who that. started, but like that happened from, from us. Yeah. Boys, yeah. you know, Craig Robinson, out there with the big bucket of flowers. Like give everybody their flowers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Marshawn will get an interception and, and like running in and everybody rallied behind it. And like, mm-hmm. that for sure is the same thing. Like they still yeah. do it. As long as it's to a close end zone, I'm with the jog. Like if oh, we're on the 30 and we go to the, you know, we go to the end zone bet. If we at the 30 yeah. and you turn around and you jog 70, no, 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 I <laughs> you see you what on that the reminds
3: sideline. You know what that reminds me of? You remember when we had that goal line stand against Atlanta and I recovered that fumble? I remember we was on the goal line. I was like, we was like, on t- the one. That was
2: 2017.
3: That had been. That was, that was the second. That was the second Atlanta game, remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I picked the ball off and I started to run. I ran to the opposite side of the field. And I remember as I'm running, I remember watching the clip and your face was like, ooh, I would love. I'm with you, dog, um, but right let's, here let's, we still drop right it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I said, yeah, that probably was a bad, bad little decision for me to run to the opposite side. The opposite the side. you want to go you nine? Know. You want to go 97 yeah, yeah, yards yeah, out? Yeah, We're just doing the conditioning test on that one. Yeah, like, come yeah on, we're gonna,
2: fam, it's over. Yeah. We're gonna take me yeah. out this
3: thing. <laughs> Good memories, dude.
2: You talk about emotional intelligence. You talk about just the quality of of knowing who you are, bro. You found that over the years, but like how did, how did that come about? Or what is it now that you have a unique perspective on what it is to be? Cause you've lived at the highest peak of what an athlete is when everybody's looking up at you, you're still balling everything about it To You've had setbacks, whatever, you know, the whole, the whole catfish situation to coming back and getting drafted the second round to playing your type of your brand of football here with, the, with or here <laughs> previously with the, with the New Orleans saints. Like mm-hmm. what did that, all take it to you and how do you look at the the status of mental health now
3: well mental health to me right is when you're mentally healthy it's I like to think that there's not a lot of voices in your head you know those that are that are mentally unhealthy it's because they have so many voices in their head they're kind of they kind of get lost they get lost in the sauce of like man like whether it's they're, they're, they're at a certain peak, right? And they think that there's something that they're not, or they're at a valley. And there's so many critics in their head that they can't just, they can't seem to shake it. And so I've been at both, right? Right. Now, the journey has allowed me to identify all of those voices, identify the sources of those voices and get them out. Right. That now that the only voice that I hear is mine. And when, we're talking about
2: voices like so- social media, your girl, your family, yeah. you know, what you, you, oh, I got to take care of my parents. Oh, like I need to be, I need to be this pinnacle of a player for me to be, be accepted. Yeah. You know, there's, there's all it, types it, of pressures that, that are equal yeah. voices in the head. You said, you said well, voices. It, it made me think about that first time we ever had a conversation. I was like, all right, it was before you, before you be a mic and call these plays. His girlfriend? Was she a figment <laughs> of your imagination, or was she like that that situation? So yeah, yeah. So, yeah. The voices are, like, are all like pressures the voices, surrounding you.
3: Yeah, well, they're they're pressures, and and they're also, um, they're the critics, and they're also the fans. You know what right. I mean? Absolutely. Because
0: like after, when after you're living game, on either
3: extreme, yeah. Whether they're dragging you, or whether you have just like ten sacks one game, and they're like telling you the, you're your the greatest best. thing ever. Yeah, like both of both extremes are dangerous you know what I mean especially if it's not the the beliefs that you have in your head like the fact that I know who I am to a point where there's nothing that the 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 praise or the criticism can sway me yeah that is where I mean like men- mental health and you being so sure of wh- what your identity is um who you are as a person that you're not swayed either way like yeah. that's you know where I feel I got to. Um, that I that I know who I am. Um, there's nothing that you could tell me <laughs> that's going to sway that um, because I was swayed a lot. And when I kept swaying, swaying, eventually I I fell face flat, you know? And so I had to literally pick myself back up and figure out, you know, from square one and build myself up from square one, from brick one. And again, I had to do a lot of it by myself, but there were people that helped me to 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 build that you know whether it be my family my parents my siblings my friends like yourself yeah um, my wife you know my kids now you know so it's a journey that everybody must take it's a journey that some, you know i hope that it doesn't take people as long as it took me um but the journey is 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 what you know creates and it molds and you know you'll be happy with the 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 final product in the end and i'm definitely happy um with with you know who i came out to be as a man you know so um, for anybody that's going through mental health issues, in order for you to be the best version of yourself, you need to be internally the best version of you. Cause what happens outside is just a reflection of what's going on inside. You know, and so mm. um that's that's kind of my piece on that.
2: Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like you never know, you never know, like even talking about it, bro, who you're affecting, or you know, it, it feels like it's a sermon at times, bro. Like that's just a message somebody may need to hear. You know, Mm -hmm. in this in this day and age, well, you know, we're we're starting to understand this EQ or this even like I I call twenty like I I call twenty twenty. I'm like the error to be soft, right? Mm -hmm. And and I sort of chuckle about it, but it's it's literally like you know everybody's worried about other people's opinions. Everybody's worried about everybody's you know how am I affecting next person over, or how are they affecting me? Or social media does this and all in all these other circumstances where it's like, bro, know who you are and stand on it. You know, Mm -hmm. like. Like, live live your truth, live your life, and, you know, be blessed. Like, there's so many ways it can go. Life can always be worse, and life can always be better, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just like watching you know, after a game football film. You'd be like, bro, I played terrible. Game film is not going to be as good as you think it is, and game <laughs> film not going to be as bad as you think it is. Those games, you're like, oh, I killed them. I have four sacks. They couldn't touch me. And you walk yeah. on like, dang, I got locked up like three or four times, bro. Like, Or I got close. To, <laughs> could have been a seven-sack game, and all I left was, yeah. was, was three or four. You know, yeah. like, you like, dang. That's
3: a great analogy. That is actually a great analogy of, 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 of how life is, uh, you know? And, and, like, I never thought of that analogy, but now that you put it that way, that's actually the perfect analogy for it. It's never as bad as you think it is, and it's never as great as you think it is, thanks. you know? So, like, again, to stay grounded in it all, to be grateful for it all, um, because at the end of the day, like, like, life happens for you, doesn't happen to you, you know, and so you have the ability and 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 the power to make life what you need to make it, you know, you could make it great, but you could also make it a living hell, you know what I mean? So you have that power, like people who let things happen to them and say, oh, man, like, I'm the victim. And I was like, no, nah, bro, you, you're the only, you're only the victim of your decisions, you know, because no matter what you do to me, I still have the ability to filter it and perceive it the way that I need to perceive it in order for me to progress, like, I'm never going to let anybody do anything to me, say anything to me that's going to cripple me and, you know, you know, stunt my growth as a person. And the reason why I know that is because I used to let that do it, do it, do it to me. You know what I mean? And so Absolutely. that's what, you know, for me, mental health, I think it's 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 something that's important. I think some people look at it as a, a as a reason to, to do the things they do. No, that's not what mental health is. You know what I mean? Mental health is you understanding who you are, the best version of yourself, the best form of yourself, and you doing all that you can to get there. You know, it's not an excuse to do stupid things. You know yeah, what I mean? That's not fast. what it is. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like when people say, Oh, my ma- no, 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 bro. That's not what this is. It's understanding where I'm at and where I need to get to yeah. and the things that I need to do in order to get there, you know? And so that's, that's what I, that I think mental health is. It's, it's, it's for me to be, the best version of me, um, to do the most good, you know, what, what can I, what version of me brings out the most good, what, what the, what version of me brings out the the most production. Like that's, that's What I need to do, right. that's that's the person the Lord I need to bless
2: be. me. How can I be a blessing to others,
3: exactly? Brother, exactly. I'm still,
2: I'm still breathing, I'm still standing. Yeah, yeah right. You like I said, you a family man now that you know, you, I can't say like football's over because I don't think football ever leaves the blood. <laughs> right now, you got a legacy of your own, bro. Like I said, Mary, yeah. my dog got two kids you now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jits, yeah, with the yeah. S at the end, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> What 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 was it now? Because there's no off season now. You know, like me, off season I'm split, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, what, what else can I do? Where, where
3: can I go? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: What's what's next for you, bro? Like you now, now you done dra- dropped a documentary. You probably got an executive yeah. producer credit out of there. You got EP, you know, <laughs> you do things now. What 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 else is in in Utah for you?
3: You know what's what was amazing was when my, when you know every parent will will understand this when my kids came into my life, especially when my son. Came, when my daughter came. Like, I went to the dad phase, the dad bought, I gained a whole bunch of weight. And, you know, I didn't Wait, realize it you gonna, until... You going to put that on the baby girl? Yeah, I, it was my daughter's fault, bro. Like, you know, my princess <laughs> softened me up, you know. Um, but then when my son came, and with the both of them, um, immediately life took a turn for me. I immediately wanted everything great in this world for my kids. Absolutely. You know, I, I wanted everything that was great in this world, I wanted for them. But the person that the first thing that needed to happen was I needed to be great. You know, I needed to be the greatest version of me because my kids aren't going to remember what I tell them, but they're going to remember what they saw me do. They, they're going to remember how they saw daddy work, how he saw, how, how they saw me walk through this life. Um, and so it was, I was 295. Oh. January January 1st. Oh, I was that, two, I, that boy was detaching that thing. I, uh, I, split, I was 295. Yes. Yeah. So my wife decided, she told me, she was like, Hey, when I'm done giving birth to this boy, I wanted to do a a fitness show. I was like, okay, cool. She did fitness shows before. Um, so I was like, all right, what a perfect, what a perfect opportunity for me to get back to shape. So she and I went on this fitness journey and my goal was to get back down to my planeway at 237. I hit that. And so it was all way of getting back to the best version of me. Now, throughout that process, I was doing a lot of public speaking. Um, since the the documentary came out, um, I met with a lot of a lot of successful people, and they just happened to be in the private equity world. And um, they were telling me like, "Why aren't you doing what we're doing?" He's like, "There's no reason why you shouldn't be doing what you know we're doing. You know, you have the network, you have the abilities. You just need to make those decisions for yourself." And I'm sitting over here in Utah. And you know, I'm like, okay, like we're we're living a comfortable life, but we're not living the off season go to Spain life like Cam. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want to give that to my kids. You know what I mean? I I know Tony Final. Tony Final is out here in Utah, and I, I watch him how he moves, and it inspires me. I'm mean, like, man, he's on a private jet everywhere. You know, what I mean, he just came back from the F the the F1 race over there in yeah. in, in Vegas. You know, I'm like, man, I I want to do that. You know, how can I do that? Well, I started. to. I started to contact a lot of people, talk to a lot of people. And, you know, so we're in the process of, of getting into the private equity world. And that's, that's where I know that I can do everything that I want to do. One, I can be present in my, in my kids' life the way that I want to. Two, I can be an example to them of what I want life to be for them. Right. Um, and three, I can build generational wealth. Mm. I, can, I can introduce my children and my children's children to a thinking and a mentality and an approach to life that it's going to get them to a place, you know, where, okay, daddy got the private jet. Now what you going to do? You know what I mean? Ooh, that so that's, hit different. you know what I'm saying? But that's the it's envelope that I'm trying to push. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, why not? Like, why mm-hmm. not? You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's all up to me. You know what I mean? So Facts. if it's up to me, then, I'm you know, I'm going to take it as far as I can take it. And then, son, I taught you everything that I could learn no doubt. and everything that I've done. Now you got to take it. Yeah, you know hey, I, mean? so I can so, only get you it, so
2: far, bro. I took the yeah. I took the fam to Spain, and Tank was like, "Oh, we could do that again." No, 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 baby. I took you to Spain for a reason. We we lived out there this off season because one, I wanted to introduce you to a different world. Two, mm-hmm. I wanted I, I want you to be inspired to learn Spanish. And three, I want you to understand when you talk to your friends, not everybody gets to live in Spain for two and a half mm-hmm. three months. You know, like when you like it takes it takes a certain way of working, takes, takes a certain lifestyle to get to where you are. So you can't yeah. just be like, oh, I'm just going to live off my dad. No, baby. Like when that mm-hmm. water spout turn off, I'm going to yeah. tell you what my daddy told me. Yeah. Hey, I'm doing OK.
3: Yeah.
2: I don't know how you're going to live. <laughs> but I'm always gonna live
3: like this. Yes, but yeah, and, and that's and that shout out that's to that's Dad. What you bro. Shout
2: out to Pops, like yeah. Steve, Steve Jordan. Yep. I was like, I remember, bro, I used to, you know, have a TJ Maxx budget. I had a checking book that I had a, and I was like, I'm living in a big house, you know, five, six, five, fifty 5400 square feet, which is huge to me, you know. I'm mm-hmm. going to all my friends' places, and they're sitting on, you know, a thousand square feet or twelve hundred square feet. 2200 square feet. All I know is I got a big house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they're yeah. in J's and they're in, you know, Cougie back in the gap and they, they rocking, you know, Louis Vuitton Gucci belts. <laughs> hey, like I'm over here. I, I came to my dad at like 12, 13 years old once I understood what material things were and I was like man, are we broke? I was like dad, you played lead for 13 years and he looked yeah. at me and was like nah, I'm doing really good actually. I was like, <laughs> I'm an engineer. You know, I got my degree from Brown I'm still an engineer. I played in the league for 13 years. Like I I'm doing really well, actually, but you son, <laughs> you're broke.
3: And I was like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. and that stuck with me, bro. But that's, but that's the power of parenting though. You understand? Because dad could have took taken it a totally different way. He could have had you dressed to the nicest things and enabled you, you know? And that's one thing that I told my wife is I'll never do it. I'm never going to enable my kids. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to do what what you just said cam i'm gonna take them around the world i'm gonna give them those experiences i'm gonna open up their eyes to see like hey man like your dreams i'm gonna show you what your dream looks like i'm not just gonna tell you write it on a paper no i'm you want to do this cool i'm gonna take you over there nice. so that you can be in the buildings you could see the environments you could talk to the people you could smell you could taste you could feel you know what I mean? because then it becomes a reality for you now it becomes a goal now you know what it looks like now you could picture yourself in those places so that's what it's all about for me it was like you asked me what's next Well, what's next is the top okay now we get to this summit of this mountain well, there's always another mountain to climb let's get always to the top awesome. of that one absolutely there's always you know and it, it, it never stops it, it never stops and i don't ever want it to stop for my kids and 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 i'm always going to learn from you i'm always going to learn from your dad you know your dad's one of the the best humans i ever met man every time he saw me he always said what's up always asked how i was doing and you'll never, if you ever ran into your dad, you'll never knew that he played he's in the like league God, as long as he right? had had that success. You'll never know because he's just so down to earth. And then you meet you, you're like, oh, makes sense. You know, it <laughs> makes sense because you're raised by that guy. You know what I mean? Like you, you ran, you ran into the only way you would know that you're a professional athlete is because you you look like one. But you know, if you, you talk can't, to Cam you can't, Jordan, you can't, hope, yeah. you, can't,
2: you can't hide these shoulders, fam. I'm not even in the cam, yeah. camera frame now.
3: Yeah, you either you either know that or you know that Cam a professional athlete because his, his his big selfie coming out of the small some small car sometimes I remember he was rolling the SUV sometimes and he was parking the the parking lot you are supposed to not park at you know I was like only Cam can park over there you know what I mean but hey. you know you never know right and that's what I feel is the 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 best thing that somebody could tell you like is my interactions with you was on a human level. One of the best interactions that I could ever have, and it had nothing to do with your social status. You know what I mean? And so all of the, those people that I've met that's in this private equity world that's bro billions. Like when I met a dude who he runs a two hundred billion dollar firm, bro. Like with a B, came walking in with Louis Vuitton, everything. Like I, I thought I was stunning with some Travis, some Travis Scotts. Like I was like, yeah, I boy, came in some Louis, yeah. left in a Lambo truck. But mm. like the conversations, mm. bro. Mm-hmm. human to human right and he's just like how can i help you how can well man clay i want to do that you know i want to get to that level so i can turn back around and say hey bro how can i help you you know how can i get right. you here you know what i mean because that's that's what i want to see everybody win bro you know and that's what At you know because the the there's people that help me to win you know what i mean and i want to see everybody win so yeah that's that's what's next oh, that's man. what we're working on that's what's current you know those that's the current events for the teo family right now yeah um Future events, hopefully my son goes to Notre Dame. You know, he already got a verbal offer this weekend. So he's 10 <laughs> months old, Cam. 10 months old. You're <laughs> 10 yeah. months old. Coach, coach Freeman came over. He was like, you have an offer. I was like, all right, coach, I'm going to make sure he ready. Now, he ain't going to play linebacker. He's going to play quarterback because all them, all them rules in football right now protecting For- the, that boy. Like You can't For- land on him. You can't hit him above the shoulders. You can't hit him below the knees. Like- and once he releases, you better not touch him. You better not touch him. So you I said, son, you're going to play quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, so I appreciate you tapping in, bro. I'm going to get you out of here. Like, I, 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 I try and keep it at around 35, but I, I, I love having p- great people on here, bro. It's It's been nothing but a pleasure keeping you on off the edge with me, bro. It, it's my to tell, You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs>
3: There's levels.
2: Always, bro. I appreciate you for everything that you are, bro. I'm going to tap in shortly. Love I you, it. brother. Always. This week has been, you know, a blessing. Man, first, South, shout out to my guy, Manti, for, for hitting the pod up. You know, just talking about what it means to be a good person, a good human, and he's one of the best of them. Uh, you know, just going into this Thanksgiving week, I, I, I mean, we're going to talk about our favorite foods, right? Just let's get off the the, the the rattle off, right? What is your top three? Since I got to New Orleans, it's mac and cheese, it's gumbo, and it's, it's the seafood stuff. Peppers. Now, I think there's cornbread stuff in there, some kind of stuff in there. I'm not sure what goes into it. I have to order this because I have yet to figure it out. Before I have to leave New Orleans, I'm going to figure out where or how to create these, right? Fire. Top three, I need to know yours. That being said, you know, I just want to think about Thanksgiving and how blessed I've been. It's why, you know, every year I try and give back so much of my time and efforts to Thanksgiving week, trying to feed um, my community, you know, anybody who's in need. Uh, this past week, you know, I teamed up my foundation, God Is Love, teamed up with Giving Hope Closet, uh, Giving Hope Nola Closet uh, over there, in New Orleans East, where they do a lot of great things, and gave out hundreds of turkeys. Uh, you know, fam showed up, uh, kids got to give out turkeys. I just want, I just want them to know that it's okay to be a blessing to another person. You know, I think in this day and time, you know, we're grateful for everything that we have, health, family. Uh, the ability to see our, you know, our loved ones. You know, my my uh, wife's family's coming in this week. Uh, you know, they're going to do some great things on the, on the grill. While I'm working, uh, and I'm going to get to come home and to, to a great meal. Some families don't have that, and it's it's just so important to give back and try to, uh, hopefully, give a little bit of joy on a on a week that's meant for giving thanks. Uh, so shout out to everybody who who made the event great. You know, Troy Duhon. Miss Betty Thomas, um, you know, Alicia Sheridan Burchard, uh, you know, the whole Saints team that backed up, showed up for the media situation. You know, wifey, Nikki Jordan uh, brought through, brought the kids through, uh, you know, Tank Glow, Nia, uh, Cha-Cha, uh, Chanel, you know, they, they came through and they gave out turkeys and my um, a couple teammates showed up. Shout out to my dog, Brian Brzee, my little rook. I don't think he had a choice in it, but he showed up. Um, just amazing overall support so it's always a blessing to be a blessing just keep that in mind uh, and for that I just want to wrap up the show you know I appreciate everybody tuning in tapping in I hope you guys have a phenomenal Thanksgiving I hope the, the, the gumbo is hitting the, the you know mashed potato gravy is smacking and I hope that everybody's mac and cheese is the cheesiest of the mac and cheese unless you're lactose intolerant and then I'm sorry because I'm going to eat for both of us and I'm going to put my little side plate away and probably eat again right, you know, after Sunday when I get back to the crib because we all know food hits better the next day, but it can't be the next day. It's got to be the best day, and it's got to be Sunday after we beat the Falcons. Anyways, thank y'all for tuning in with me, Cam Jordan, on my podcast, Off the Edge. That's it, baby. Go ahead, tell your friends. why you're sitting at the table, hey, tune in, tap in anywhere you get your podcast. That's at Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio app, You know, wherever you get your podcast, tune in, tap in for Thanksgiving, giving thanks, being a blessing. Off the edge with me, your host, KMJ. Peace.
0: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City.